0: Rena Friedman-Watts,
1: Wayne Friedman,
0: you are listening to Cut to the Chase podcast.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 65, bringing it home. So today, I have not one, but two featured guests. And before I go into detail to describe our featured guests, as famous as they are, I have a quote that I'd like to just kind of read off to set the tone, set the movement for bringing it home. There are moments in life, and they happen so infrequently, they tend to really stand out. When life's hands gives you a gift of perspective— Sometimes we forget to show our appreciation. Sometimes we forget to get our priorities mixed up. And sometimes we forget how far we've come. But life always has a way of nudging you to remind you about these important things. So today I have, for the very first time in history, since cut to the chase's inception, and we've only been alive now for uh, 11 months. And this is the first time we've had a father and daughter be on our podcast. And so I'm going to jump into basically kind of a little backstory. So I met the daughter through LinkedIn, and the story was rather kind of, mm, let's just call it coincidental most of you that have listened to our podcast, you know of my life coach, uh, Nadine Lingua. And Nadine had just gone through a situation in her life and she had posted something out there. I responded. And then lo and behold, here comes one of our featured guests. And this was probably, I don't know, let's just say maybe three or four months back. And time has passed. And I reached out to her and I said, well, would you be interested in doing a podcast with me? And so that's originally how we kind of connected. And so as I introduce her, there is not too much in her professional career that she hasn't done. She's scorned the NRP newswire for stories. She com- She's combed through hundreds of small cases, or excuse me, claim cases. She's worked on reality TV, such as Jerry Springer Show, Court TV, Nanny 911. She's worked in radio. She's planned mega events for telecom and financial industries. She's worked as a corporate executive. She's worked in corporate executive jobs uh, involving nonprofits and has booked and promoted events uh, for entertainment and Internet fame. Uh, She secured sponsorships. Uh, She's worked as an MC. Um, I think one of the most significant things, though, that really stand out here is she, in her past, has booked sensational, hard-to-get guests such as Howard Schultz, Barbara Cochran, Ken Coleman, Derek, Derek Silver on the Kathy Hellert Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast, which, as I say, people, which boosted downloads from 4 million to nearly 15 million downloads, which makes her, to me, an absolute celebrity. She has a God-given talent for connecting people and building communities. She bestows her magic on people in the most selfless and genuine way. Her ideas can be achieved through fantastic flows of her head and effort breathes into her lungs. Her diverse background and skills allows for her to seamlessly weave in and out of multiple markets and find ways to open up doors, which in most cases may not be open for others. She coaches entrepreneurs as to how to get unstuck and find their first clients. She gets blurbs from influencers to be able to help them sell books. She even helps them grow their community on their own. She's a questioner. She's a story junkie. She scratches at the itch on her highly anticipated podcast, which is why we have our second featured guest, better call daddy, which her father is on the line with us today. She tells the story that haven't been told and sprinkles them with wisdom from her most trusted advisor, her dad. As I mentioned earlier, she's been a podcast host a media marketing specialist, a chief evangelist, an accountability coach. She's been a co-host on a podcast. She's been a director of marketing and sales. She holds a BA in communications from Purdue University. She is a hustler, a change maker, a connector. And so before I give you an opportunity to state her name, I'm going to have to let her father speak, and then I'm going to drum roll them both in together. So, Dad, are you there? Dad, are you with us? Dad, I am there. <laughs> so, Dad, why don't you share just a, just a few nuggets about your background, Dad, before we jump into uh, introducing both of you guys?
1: Well, I've been a hands-on uh, vice president of operations of a lighting company. For close to 50 years now, because we still have it going a little bit on the side and uh, uh, working hands on, meaning that I learned every job in the factory, as well as I did uh, attend University of Massachusetts, University of Louisville, where I studied engineering, where I studied uh, pre-law, went to law school and uh, and also uh, uh, have quite a bit of a business background in financial investing as well. And and I think we all took those uh, ethic and psychology courses along the way where uh, hopefully that adds to also a diverse education uh, really helps Uh, you learn how to learn is uh, basically uh, what you learn in college if uh, you get the opportunity to study many different subjects.
2: Right. Right. Well, we certainly appreciate you providing a a little bit of uh, commentary and and, and backstory uh, regarding yourself. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Rena Freeman Watts and her dad, Mr. Wayne Freeman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I tell you, I. I must feel honored, uh, truly, to to be in the presence of, of Rena because, you know, I've kind of watched her flourish out there on LinkedIn and uh, seen all the great things that she's been uh, doing in the background and behind the scenes and 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 obviously connecting people, which is it's just magical to kind of watch all of that kind of uh, unfold uh, in in front of me. And so, Rena, I guess the first question before we jump too far into the podcast is, where do you get your magic from?
0: I think it's a blessing. I was even thinking that this past weekend, I got the opportunity to produce someone else's show. And I was like, wow, this has to be from above. Like The fact that I created this show with my dad in August and have been able to start something from the very beginning, from an idea to figuring out a format, to getting it online on all the podcast platforms, to what graphics get the most engagement, to what stories people like. And I packaged that and I've gotten close to 10,000 downloads now. And someone else noticed and wants me to do that for them. I'm like, this is such a blessing. This is everything that I love doing. And now I'm getting the opportunity to help others with what I love doing. And I feel that it's from above.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, uh, you know, your, your talents uh, certainly do not go unnoticed. um, As I was in the process of kind of cultivating my thoughts towards uh, cut to the chase, I think, you started in August. Um, we started sometime in like, I want to say February or March. And of course, you know, podcasters tend to kind of listen to other podcasters, uh, you know, look at their craft. And I, would have to truly say that, you know, the show that you guys put on is, uh, it really resonates the overall craft of a true, true essence of podcasting. And, uh, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And so dad, you know um you've had an illustrious you know corporate career executive career you've you've gone on and created a company um you know as you stated from your from your opening remarks what does it feel like now to to be involved with uh something so multifaceted so diverse and 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 so intriguing as uh as a podcast, I mean, I, I I think Better Call Daddy show is 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 just phenomenal with you well, as the I advisor.
1: That. <laughs> I, I think I think what what it's about is giving people a voice to be able to be able to tell their story in an unabridged fashion, where they can be real and where uh, Rena has really a gift, as you said, where she can have a discussion with you and really. Uh, let you focus in and reflect on uh, what you've done and where you're going uh, without criticism, without uh, a bias. It's where it's really a natural show. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to add some words of wisdom. And I always told my daughter, as uh, once you turn 60 years old, uh, you know, we're always looking to make an extra buck or to make a point here or a point there. But I think, at this point in my life, uh being financially set, I really would like to gain in my wisdom rating and where I can share also some of the experiences that have been passed on to me from my father and my grandfather, uh really from both sides of the family and even my wife's uh, grandparents we were very close to, where we can pass on life experiences where hopefully we can all learn some of these lessons and and help us find some of the answers that we're searching for in our own lives.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. There, um, you know, in in the current uh, socialistic uh, climate that we're in right now, um, being able to unify, being able to share, being able to collaborate you know, it, it is something that, uh, you know, as as we all on this uh, podcast right now have a, a, a faith in, into a higher power, you know, it's very important that we live by those standards and by those morals and, and, and those proper ethics, because it's it's so essential right now for the healing process that is going on in our country today. And, you know, seeing that you brought that up uh Wayne, you know, it reminds me of, you know, I grew up in the 70s, and I would always sit on the front porch, and of course, there was always work, you know, you couldn't just sit out there and talk with your elders or grandparents without some work going on. And, you know, from shucking corn to, uh, you know, uh, peeling peas or beans or whatever, whatever was coming out of the garden, you know, just to sit around and listen and just be kind of a fly on the wall. I mean, there's so much wisdom being shared about how far, you know, my elders came, my grandparents came from from working in the cotton fields and, and being able to have a home and being able to have running water in their house and listen to all the transformation of wisdom that came out of those stories. I mean, it was just, you know, it, it, it's captivating when, when you're able to be able to share that and give back. And so, I mean, like I said earlier, it's, it's quite commendable where you and Rena are, are at this point right now, particularly with the uh, show Better Call Daddy uh, show, because I think that that is, that is so essential and so captivating. And so, Rena, when we talk about bring it home, you know, you're a mom, you've been juggling a lot of great things, you've had an illustrious career yourself, and now you're back home and you're working with your dad. What is that like?
0: My dad is really the first person I call with every deal that I make. Every new client that I take on, I call him, I kind of describe the project, the scope, the amount of time it's going to take, the amount of expertise it's going to take, all of the people involved. And he really has helped me price my services, helped me negotiate, helped me word my offering. I feel like a lot of people need help in that arena. And I don't think that I would have even signed up for some of the things that I've done if I didn't have my dad to bounce those things off of. That, that's part of why I wanted to do the podcast as well, because I was like, let people ask my dad questions. He has a, a wealth of knowledge to share.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: If so I can Wayne, butt in the irony to ahead, this Wayne. story- is that uh, the, the business that we ran, Metalite Corporation, my mom and dad and I, uh, the board of directors for close to 50 years, uh, we would bounce these ideas uh, the same way that Rena and I are doing it. Uh, I had the opportunity to do it with them for decades and decades. And uh, that brainstorming uh, uh, is just uh, uh, an invaluable tool that you have. You don't necessarily do it while you're working in the factory, but you're doing it at home. You're doing it on the phone. You're doing it at all hours of the day and night. You're going out together. You're eating together where you're talking shop uh, sometimes seven days a week. It's really where you live and breathe uh, an entity. And when you run a business, uh, it tends to uh, own you after a while, not where uh, you work the business the business works you and needs constant love and attention at all times.
2: Sure, sure. You know that that's that's like a a very key uh, component towards you know ensuring that you are able, whether, whether it's your daughter or partner or anyone. You know what you just stated is is so essential towards the success of you know any type of partnership or arrangement as it relates to business is. You know, you're full on. You know, literally, all the time. It's it's like nurturing um, your firstborn. It's like bringing bringing them to the to the school for the first time, and 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 really ensuring that they get the proper education. And you're continuing to to water and nurture and grow. And and you're spot on, Wayne. I mean, I've got one partnership right now. And uh, it is just that, you know, we we are in constant, constant communication throughout the course of the day, the decision-making ideas and so forth and so on. And in a lot of cases, you really, sometimes you find that and then sometimes you don't. But if you're going to be involved with the partnership, even if it's outside of your family, those things are extremely, extremely essential. So, Rena, explain to us, you know, how do you balance it? I mean, you've got You've got a family, you're a mom, you're running a podcast, you're recording late at night. I mean, you've got a lot of balls in the air. I mean, there must be some some project management, time management, logistical management things that you've got going on that work in your favor.
0: Well, I can tell you that I had a client today that is a new client and he's a big client and he wants a lot of my time and... I had to say, look, you know, if you want me to be on this call, that's great. It's not going to be on video. (laughs) You know, if you want me during these hours, I can hop on video and be video ready. Those are the hours that, you know, I record in the evening when my husband doesn't need me to balance the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want me to listen in on something or to chime in a little bit and listen in the background, great. But yeah, I have to... I have responsibilities during the day because my husband is the breadwinner and, you know, he takes priority during the day and he's nice enough at night or occasionally on weekends to let me do a shoot, but it's a constant juggle. And ultimately my husband comes first. And I know even that your wife and you are a team as well.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My wife and I certainly, uh, with regards to how we handle cut to the chase, uh, certainly she's handling a lot of the the backend structure of the graphics and the logistical planning and all those different variations of things, and then of course I handle all the interfacing. You know, as uh, as your dad was modestly saying earlier, you know, with regards to all the communication and all the dialogue from 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 the standpoint of structuring the discovery call to to basically putting together the questions and brainstorming through the ideas and ensuring that everything kind of comes together in a program that people can resonate with, you know, and, and kind of gravitate to, you know, when we talk about bringing it home, you know, overall to me, COVID has really kind of, you know, it's either brought your family together or it's torn your family apart. Because in some cases, if you didn't know things about your family, then, you know, it's too late to find out when you're all in uh, in close proximity, if you know what I mean. But, you know, for us, it's really brought us together, you know, with regards to being able to bring it home because we've had to sit down and say, all right, this is your office on this side of the house. And, you know, this is my office on that side of the house. We come together for lunch, dinner, and then obviously sleep time. And and, and then of course, we have our common areas for, for media and programming and things like that. But it's that true bottoms up approach that the work doesn't stop. We continue to foster, you know, our mindset or thoughtfulness around, we have to get up, and go to work just like we would normally do if we had to get in our car and, and 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 go to work. And of course, obviously by me being an entrepreneur, we have a little bit more flexibility, but it's that dedication, it is that mindset to stay focused on the objectives in order to succeed.
0: Have yeah. you yeah. have you learned anything new about ways to have a successful marriage? Like you were saying you've kind of, uh, shined a spotlight on that through COVID,
2: right? hmm I think one of the things, well, there's, there's actually several things, you know, um, that have come out of the fact that COVID has, has kind of brought us closer together. Um, my wife overall, um, is not from this country. And, uh, so, you know, there's, there's, there's all these, different things that you hear new new terminology particularly now with the political social uprising and all the different things that are going on that she unlike you know probably most had never experienced a lot of these things in her own country and so having to kind of sit down and really have the patience to educate to guide to teach you know and kind of bring her up to speed so that she could develop her own you know kind of uh, reality to, to really what's going on. And of course, you know, the things that, that are going on and, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a, um, a racial thing or stereotype thing or political thing or whatever the case may be, you know, I'm always trying to keep a neutral perspective and let people draw to their own conclusions. Because for me, right's right and wrong is wrong. And if you believe in the higher power, then certainly, you know, you try to up here, adhere to those standards as closely as you possibly can and provide people with the proper respect and diligence that it, that is due uh, on an ongoing basis. You know, on, on the flip side of that, we've been able to break out quality time and just ensure that we keep our communication whole and ensure that we have the ability to make sure that there's nothing slipping through the cracks. You know, when you're running a very busy, busy schedule and you're traveling all the time, sometimes things tend to kind of, you know, lose sight, you know, as to who's taking care of what. But, uh, you know, in the midst of her understanding now more in in uh, what I would consider to be uh, intrinsically uh, details, you know, how I think and how I'm going to make decisions was, was primarily based on COVID. And and like I've always said to folks when they go, well, was COVID a bad thing for you? I said no. COVID to me provided me the insight for creativity. You know, I started a podcast. You know, I started a technology company. These were things that I probably never would have set out and thought about. You know, because they're they're literally outside of my comfort zone and space of things that I was trained to do, being an engineer, being a business owner. Because you know, you, you you're tied into your business you know and and so i've gotten into a frame of work now where i've kind of opened myself up and tapped into various portions of my mind that i guess i probably wouldn't have if if covid wouldn't have happened
0: that's fantastic
2: yeah i know that was long-winded but you know <laughs> but anyway i mean the thing is is you know bringing it home is 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 certainly you know, it's so important that, uh, you know, you have peace of mind. I mean, we we all grow up, you know, knowing that there's nothing like home and there's nothing like family. And, you know, the significance for me is uh, is, is being able to create a, a place of of tranquility that, you know, when you are there, you're at peace. You know, and it sounds like when you connect with your dad, when you're working with your dad, when you're able to soundboard with your dad, I mean, these are all things that bring forth that magic, all of the things that he's bestowed upon you as you've grown up in life. And I just think those things are, are, they're just a great way and a great representation to honor who he is and continue to carry these things forward.
0: He definitely contributes to the magic, that's for sure. He's been pushing me from a very young age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Wayne, I, I do have, I, I guess I want to dive into uh, more historical things here while we have a little bit more time. So uh, what what was Rena like growing up as, as a child?
1: Well, this is the thing. Uh, all my children had their own gifts. And I mm-hmm. think uh, something that again, was handed down through the generations is that you want to keep your children in motion. Just like, how do we measure time? If you just lay down in a bed and you don't do anything, does time really exist? What Mm -hmm. makes time exist is staying in motion. Whether it's the Earth turning on its axis and making a day, or the Earth Mm -hmm. going around the sun and making a year, or... uh, Uh, you know, counting decades and time is, uh, again, a product of the motion that you're in. So Mm -hmm. if children have nothing to do, they're they're wasting their abilities and time that they're on this planet. So what we have to do is we have to keep them in motion, whether it's basketball lessons, violin lessons or some type of music lessons, whether it's playing chess, whether it's artwork. All my daughters did different activities, whether it's softball or or hockey or baseball. The idea is that whether you have a son or a daughter, it's really a duty of your parents to keep them in motion and have them learning and developing. Yes, we want them to learn in school and we want them to have a good education, we want to also make sure that they do things with all their time and where they can be creative and experiment and be willing to try things. And if you do that, you get the best out of your children and you get the best out of yourself.
2: Yep. Yep. Very well stated. Very well stated. Certainly appreciate that feedback. And so, uh, Rena, you know, what, what makes... You know, what are some of the skills or what are some of the the attributing factors that you can share with our listeners that, from your perspective as a daughter, that makes the relationship, you know, seem to be a a seamless, harmonizing um, objective with you and your dad as you guys are working together? And something that you may be able to share with those that are looking to collaborate with other family members or other partners in business?
0: Well, I can tell you that my dad can handle me in any state of mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that women, I mean, it is true, are a lot more emotional. And so, you know, my dad even says to me, instead of yelling at anyone else in your house, just call me, you know, keep the peace with your husband, call me, I I can handle it. And, you know, your parents love you like no one else does. So... He, he can handle me. He he understands that sometimes my stress isn't personal.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And so usually by the time I get off the phone with him, since he understands me and he's genetically like me, he can balance me out and calm me down and bring me back to reality. I think that if you're going to go into business with somebody, you have to go into business with somebody that can also feel that way about you. Like they know it's not personal. They know that you could just be stressed. They understand your stress level. They don't take it personal and they can um, love you in all states of mind.
2: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Wayne, you know, with regards to the same question, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to flip it around a little bit. So, with regards to the interaction that you that you have with Rena on on the podcast, and all of the great things that you've been able to provide her from an advisory, from a fatherhood, from your wisdom, you know, what are some of the things that you're most proud of as it as it would relate to her successes?
1: Well, I think uh, her uh, her communications skills that she has developed, and like you said, you know, she's worked on all kinds of different professions and and all kinds of different means of communication uh, with, with the internet, having all different uh, sites that you have to learn how to use and to be able to connect with people. But she has a really excellent skill from all of her experiences of connecting with people and being able to be able to be natural with them. And she's a very uh, giving person where she uh, is a little bit, I guess she gets that from me as well, where at times we're like perfectionists, where we want everything done perfectly. But the nice thing about it is that she wants to have uh, whatever interaction she's having, she really cares about the people that she's working with and to try to perfect whatever their issues might be and make it better. And mm-hmm. if we can do those things, uh. uh I think uh, uh, even in a small way, we're making a we're making a difference in this world.
2: Yep, yep, we're definitely making an impact. I, I uh, certainly certainly agree with you. Well, Rena and Wayne, you know this is uh, this has been a joy. I've really enjoyed the opportunity of, of of having a moment of time to collaborate and share on a topic such as like bringing it home and listening to the insight of such a multifaceted, uh, loving, you know, father and daughter team that are out there looking to make a difference in the world. And so Thank I have, you one, very much. yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. So I have one, one last quote before we wrap up. And that basically says life takes us to unexpected places. Love brings us home. And so to Rena and Wayne, I want to say again, thank you. This has been an absolute joyous, joyous time with both of you. Um, Any final remarks before we wrap up?
1: Well, I hope that your listeners uh, enjoy uh, this podcast. I think it was quite entertaining. And uh, hopefully uh, we can do some further collaborations in the future.
2: Oh, absolutely! I'm I'm always open for that. <laughs> I always love how open.
0: we uh, cut to the chase intergenerationally.
2: <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Wayne certainly. Uh, Rena's got all my information, and uh, she knows that uh, I don't mind uh, sharing my thoughts and opinions, and and certainly uh, anytime you're ready.
1: <laughs> Thanks again.
2: Yes, I think sir.
0: we should Absolutely. maybe have you on the Better Call Daddy show with your other half.
2: <laughs> well, there you right. go. There you go. We can, right. we can, we can, we can certainly arrange Remember, that. Remember, what's
1: good for the goose It's good for the gander.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. To our listeners and to our, to our fans and followers, uh, this is Gregory Proctor, Episode 65, Bring It Home. Uh, please be safe out there, folks. And by all means, love your family. All right, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.